Hey, Trenton. I see you're taking uh, photos of the local fauna around here. Oh. Hey, Garrett. You got into, Sorry, uh, I didn't see you there. You got into, uh, you know, you know, bird watching, I see? Yeah, I've been really getting into photography lately. And, like, big fan of birds. You know, that's a pretty good camera you got right there. Thanks. But what if I traded you something to get that camera from you? Like, like what? Right in my pocket, I have a ballpoint pen and some lint. What would you say about trading that up and making this deal right now? This is a $700 camera. <laughs> yeah. And this is... That's an Office Depot pen. You can also use it to write. That's pretty powerful, right? You know? You know, maybe I need some more convincing. All right, just go ahead and put that camera down. You know, sit sit right here on the, you know... On, the proverbial on, knee. <laughs> yeah, go sit here on the ground right here. Uh, You're and, patting your knee. And let, <laughs> that is not the ground, you sick perv. And let me, I'm not sitting on your freaking knee. And, and let me talk to you about a tale of someone, you know, who can who really could convince you otherwise that... You know, a ballpoint pen and some pen, pen ink and some lint. Lint is a is a pretty good trade for that camera right there. What what do you, what do you say? I'd say you're crazy, <laughs> but okay. Uh, however, don't have a lot of time. The uh, the annual uh, red cockaded wood woodpeckers uh, migration flight annual migration mm-hmm. flight is happening in about an hour and twenty, and I got to be at the local park. Okay. Me and my fellow bird enthusiasts. Well, listen, if I can convince you, you know, to let me have that camera, um, I'm sure... You, you got... Are you good? I'm sure everything would be fine, you know. I, I saw fire in your eyes for just a second. No, no friend. No friend. I saw horns come out of your curly little hair. Of course not. Horns are for beasts. <laughs> I am not a beast. I am a gentleman. <laughs> a gentle soul. Alright, so uh, what do you say? Uh, sure. I'll give you an hour. Okay. Alright, go ahead and start that timer I see on your little uh, bird pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it cute? It's very cute. <laughs> Thanks. Go ahead. Oh, wait. We didn't fix the timer. No. No! <laughs> go! Okay. You so, can't change it. Alright, so... Especially now that it's your turn, it actually makes sense. <laughs> okay, so... We are going to talk about one red paper clip. Now... I've been talking to Trent for the last two weeks about I'm doing one red paper clip, and he's been in the dark of what I've been meaning this whole time. Yeah. So uh, let me talk to you about a, a man named Kyle McDonald. What a name. In 2005, the Vancouver native was a jobless 26-year-old who looked down at his desk and saw a paper clip. What? what? Coffee. Sorry. You Sorry, you're good. I was sitting in that chair a minute ago. My coffee was on the wrong side. Like, okay, so, like, Kyle had nothing. And, like, he was mooching off his friends to make rent. Yes. He, he, he had nothing in this world. Yes. But what he d- decided to do mm. was he was just bored one day. And he saw a red paperclip on his desk. And he, for some reason, uh, started thinking about this little game he used to play in school called Bigger and Better. So, mm. do, do you know what that is? No. But I can uh, guess. So every every kid in in school in this class were given like a small item, and they were going to try to you know learn about the bartering system by trying to trade those items to get something bigger and better. And then eventually they come back to school and everyone sees what they got. Right. And so Kyle was wondering about that, and he was like, "I wonder what I could get for a a this small red little paper clip." So what he does is he goes to Craigslist, and he writes the following, okay? So this is what he wrote on Craigslist. One red paperclip. This might not surprise you, but below is a picture of a paperclip. It is red, and there is a picture of it. And um, what uh, also was uh, written was, uh, this red paperclip is currently sitting on my desk next to my computer. Uh, I want to trade this paperclip for you, uh, sorry, with you for something bigger and better, Maybe a pen, a spoon, or perhaps a boot. If you promise to make the trade, I will come visit you wherever you are to trade it. Hope to trade with you soon. P.S. I am going to trade up till I get a house. Nope, my bad. 
Freaking pebbles. I'm yeah, gonna freaking sorry. flick you in the ear. Yeah, my cat is just kind of just kind of He's just like here. laying down on the desk and pushing everything to the side. Get the freak out of here, cat. There you go, pebbles. We'll put you down down there. Okay. Douchebag. Okay, yeah, so, sorry, sorry. So he goes and says, I want to trade this paperclip with you. P.S. I'm going to uh, trade up until I get a house or an island or a house on an island. You get the idea. What the heck? Okay. He's got, he is not, he's ambitious. I'll yeah. give him that. So he, he was just kind of doing it because he was bored and seeing what he would do. Now, on the same day, he mm. actually got an offer to do the next trade. Um, it was two vegan girls named Ronnie and uh, Corina. And they were like, you know what? You know, absolutely. We can, you know, we can trade this trade something. Uh, and so what he, they had agreed to trade the red paperclip for a pen that was shaped like a fish. Mm-hmm. It was a wooden pen. It was very nice. They found it while they were camping. So That's they, definitely an upgrade. They didn't, really, they didn't really, like, pay any money for it. So they were like, sure, we can trade that for you. Um, they happened to also be in Vancouver, which, were, which was where Kyle was from. So they met up and did a trade. And then a new post was made to see who would want to get the fish pen. And... And on the same day still, big day, there was a woman uh, named Annie, and she said she would love to have that pin, and so she would trade her weird doorknob for it. Okay. Okay, so... Weird doorknob. Uh, there was a, like, it was a, a doorknob that had, like, a face on it, and how Kyle described it was, like, if E.T., like, smoked a bowl. That's kind of, like, what it looked like. Weird. Uh, but the only thing was, she lived in Seattle, and he was in Vancouver. Wait, so it's just the lock from Alice in Wonderland. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what Kyle did is immediately did a road trip, went and got his whole family into a minivan, and like... Oh, wait, timer stop. Freaking cat. cat. Freaking pebbles. Continue. You got extra time. Cool. Congrats. <laughs> so... So he got his entire family out, got into a minivan, and immediately did a road trip from Vancouver all the way to Seattle to trade a pin for a doorknob. Jeez. Big day so far. Yeah. Like, huge day. Oh, this was all in one day. All in one day. Um, so a little impromptu road trip, and he posts the pics online showing people that Yes, it was a working doorknob. I traded it. It was very small. It was like a little one for like a little drawer, like oh, doorknob. Okay. So not a big one. Uh, so it's not a doorknob. It's a drawer knob. Drawer knob. Yeah. <laughs> so paperclip to pen, pen to doorknob. Drawer knob. Drawer knob. Okay. And that ends the first day of trading. Okay. So eventful. It, it, very eventful. So I don't, I don't. I think that might have been a trade down though. You, yeah, the fish pen for the doorknob. I think the cool wooden fish pen was worth more than a weird drawer knob. Yeah, what Kyle said, um, I, I watched a lot of videos with Kyle. We'll get to that maybe later. Okay. Um, uh, but I watched his TED Talk about it. Um, of course he has a TED Talk. And and he was like, if, if I did not have that fish pen, um, this whole thing that happened, like... Uh, wouldn't have gone because the pen was such a good thing to trade for that paperclip. Every time, single time he like gets a, a new one, he puts a new post up online saying what the next thing is he's trading for. Yes. So now a week later uh, of now looking for people to trade with him, he finally got someone to agree with it. Um, and he uh, it was a Sean, a person named Sean from Massachusetts. What he did is he traded Kyle... His Coleman stove uh, for that doorknob. Wow. So, Coleman stove with uh, fuel in it. That is an upgrade. And as a bonus, him and his friend uh, both were going... They gave they did a, a barbecue for them when they showed up. Jeez. To prove that the stove worked. Freaking Coleman stove. Are you talking about, like... Do you mean one of those tiny little like campfires? Yeah, things? yeah. It's like it's like two burner. It's like a, like a little small thing. It's like a bread box. Kind of it's size, like a um, a foreman. Yeah, um, and it had it had fuel in it, and it worked, which was which was good. Dang. Huge upgrade from the doorknob. <laughs> yeah, huge one. Um, the guy he traded with was also someone who was someone who was like into doing trades. Yeah, um, he he was a very and so he was like very much very supportive of this cause of his, um, which was very cool. It's good that someone is. 
Um, kind of, you kind of need people like that if you, this is going to work. And what the doorknob was in, like used for later on was uh, uh, it, the handle to Sean's espresso maker didn't work, so he used the doorknob, the drawer knob, to be the new handle for the espresso. Hey, maker. hey, so that was that. It's um, good. So now we're at four trades. Yes. What do you think so far? I mean, pretty good trades. I mean, I definitely think he got lucky with the doorknob, the mm-hmm. drawer knob. The pen was great. I think yes. I de- have not seen it, but a wooden pen that it had like fish stylings sounds yeah. really cool. Decorative, awesome, awesome. The drawer knob, much more limited use, but he got very lucky finding someone that just needed a drawer <laughs> knob. So that was super lucky. So that was the fourth thing there. The third trade. The third trade. So now going into the fourth trade. I feel like a sports announcer right now. Yeah. Going by a play-by-play. You're readjusting your ascot. <laughs> so after about a month of looking for another trade, um, now it's September 24th, uh, what he's done... Wait, it, what year was this? 2005 is when it started. Okay. September so, 24th. September 24th, 2005, um, he traveled to Camp Pendleton Marine Corps in California to uh, trade with a Sergeant David. Mm-hmm. And what he did was Sergeant David was about to move back to South Carolina, so he had to go from California and travel all the way back. That's quite the drive. Kind yeah. of different, <laughs> pretty different sides. Exactly. Um so he had to get rid of some stuff, yeah. but he also kind of needed some stuff. So he actually had multiple generators with him. Mm. So he was like, I don't really need this generator, but something I do need is a stove because I'm going to be cooking as I, I go from one side to the other on this big road trip. So they, they switched those, and so we've gotten from Coleman stove to gen- generator. Jeez. And it was also a red generator, uh, which was which was nice. Uh, he it was like it one fits the theme. Yeah, one red generator was what it was called. Goodness, a generator. Yeah, like that. If this was me, I'd probably stop already. I would have just sold the generator and bought a stove. <laughs> what like it's a generator? Yeah, I mean, he went to him, so it's like if I just wait a little bit, a guy's going to give me a Coleman stove for nothing. Yeah, I remember, I'm, I'm, that's me. Then, uh, then next up, the next trade was in November sixteenth. Uh, in this trade that took happen happened in Queens, New York, mm. uh, almost a month between trades. Now, before this happened, like so, uh, this guy offered this trade two months between trades. Yeah, Whoops. so it's starting to take a while because now Kyle's starting to get a lot of offers. So now Kyle has the opportunity to kind of wait a little bit to see what the best trade's going to be. Mm. Um, now he's starting to get a little more traction. It's still very low brow right now. It's just a a couple of people on the internet, right. um, and eventually he finds someone that's, that offers something he wants. Hmm. Um, so he goes to New York to do this next trade, but there was some issues. Uh, one of the issues was the generator got seized by the New York Fire Department at what? this place he was staying at uh, because it was leaking gas. Oh, and and while he, was, I think he was staying at this like a hotel, and it was just there for a little bit. Um, and so he was just like, "What seized? It was seized." And what he, freaking right do they have? And he had to go to the fire department to get his generator back. And the good news is he did. Okay, good. Uh, he got it back. Um, I would be furious if a freaking fire department came and seized my junk mm-hmm. and wouldn't give it back. Now Kyle, get it fixed. Now Kyle, actually, one of the things was it actually took a little while to get this thing going because Kyle thought. A generator was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but a, it took a, a lot of people. A lot of people actually weren't interested in getting a generator for some reason. And Kyle thought it would be like immediately he was going to get responses. So generator is pretty. I mean, most people don't have generators. A generator is something like older men have. You know what I mean? Yes. Like 60 year old, like farm dudes. So. Generators. I know I wrote this name wrong. Uh, what do you think this name is? Marson? Marson? Uh, Marcia? Marcia? I don't know. Maria? I'm going to say Marson. So a guy named Marson, maybe named Marson, uh, sorry, my notes are a little scribbled, uh, traded what? Uh, traded him this three the three things, okay? Yes. For, for the generator. 
he traded his vintage Budweiser neon sign, mm. which was nice. He traded a beer keg, okay, and an IOU to fill it with any beer of your choice. <laughs> so, so when he got those things, Kyle, as um, a beer man, yeah, he's a big beer boy. Uh, what Kyle did, well, first thing he did, he he painted the keg red, good, <laughs> um, to match the theme. And what he decided to do is he wanted to rename this um, something a little bit better, so it's all in one package. So he named those things an instant party. So what would you what would you trade for an instant party? And really, I don't think this is worth as much as a generator. Yes, but I think it's less niche. I actually think more people would be interested in it. Yeah, like talking about just value, like market value. Mm-hmm. I think the generator is probably higher, but more people are willing to trade to get just a an cake. instant party. Yeah, it's fun, especially if you brand it that way. So, kind of going into loss, but let's see what happens to them. Okay. Um. Uh, so, uh, Kyle starts saying that he was starting to spend a lot of time looking for offers. He was waiting a long time to do this. Okay. And he was not having fun with this anymore. He was like, this is becoming kind of a chore. So, what he said, he he told everyone, I I am doing a deadline for offers, okay? You have to make an offer by December 1st, okay? And that's all it's going to be considered. So, this is actually kind of dangerous, I think, a little bit, this ahead in the game, because he doesn't have a lot of, like, following so far. Right. Uh, And something could go and be a little bit better waiting down the line. But mm-hmm. lucky, lucky for him, uh, he actually got something um, after after this. So shortly after the cutoff date, December eighth, the sixth trade took place, and uh, this one's a, kind of a big one. Okay. Okay. He was contacted this time by Michael Barrett. Michael Barrett. The Michael Barrett. You know Michael Barrett. Is he the guy with a gun for an arm in Final Fantasy VII? Listen, the radio TV show host that is in Quebec, Canada, the Michael Barrett? Anyway, he's a big deal. I'll take your word for it. And he announced on his radio show, live on the air, Kyle and what he was doing, trading the red paperclip up for something bigger. And he made a trade with Kyle... On the air. Wow. Yes. That got some traction, I bet. And and it was starting to get big. And almost immediately afterward, Kyle became kind of a local celebrity. Um, local news outlets leaped to get the story, including CNN, about this guy who was trading uh, with Michael Barrett. All right, so what he does is he arrives with camera crews. He, he arrives with camera crews for the CNN people and the local news people to come and watch this trade. Okay. And they go to the radio station. Michael was there. He fed Kyle a cookie, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Canada. <laughs> and uh, then a truck pulled up, and it revealed what he was trading. He was trading the instant party for his worst snowmobile. Uh, which Michael had pl- lots of snowmobiles, as he knows. You're, he's Michael Barrett. You know he. You know he has like eight different. You know Michael Barrett and his snowmobiles. So he, he. Have you seen Jay Leno's garage? No. Well, <laughs> I tell you right now, Michael Barrett. Yeah, get the freak out of here, you rat! <laughs> the cat tried to get back on the desk. Um. So now Kyle has a snowmobile, and of course. You would think that this is going to lead for, to something better. Now, what do you think you would trade a snowmobile for? Hmm. I would guess that someone traveling from a cold place to a warmer place. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a warm place to a cold place would be willing to sell something, trade something that is a warm weather thing. Maybe a pool. Okay. Potentially a pool, like an above ground pool. I'm going to say, stop you right there, You there would be no way for you to guess what was traded next, okay? So, a soul? <laughs> what, a person? Okay, so during that same week, Kyle was interviewed by the Canadian TV show called The Hour. Mm. and Ooh, he, They're getting dangerously close to stealing our skis. 
And he was asked if there was any place in the world he would not travel to to do a trade. And as a joke, Kyle said he would go anywhere in the world except for Yak, British Columbia. Okay? Kyle, after that exciting day of, you know, TV spots and and fun, he tires out, he goes home and takes a sleep. Uh, takes a takes a little snooze. <laughs> he wakes he up... beaten, bagged, and dragged <laughs> to Yak, British Columbia. You wouldn't be far off. What? <laughs> he gets a phone call. He goes, hello. Hello, Kyle. This is Jeff Cooper, and I work on Snow Rider Magazine, and I want to trade your snowmobile for a trip to Yak, British Columbia. (laughs) This right here. That's not, you can't trade a trip. This included what was being traded. Airfare for two people uh, to Conbrook. Can Canbrook, Canbrook, Canada. Airfare for two people to Canbrook. This would include a skiing trip, your meals all paid for, and you'll have a snowmobile trip to Yak, British Columbia, which is which is like a no man's town. It is a very small population of 127 people. Wow! And it's in the the highest reaches of Canada. It it's is like an Eskimo village. Exactly. It is. It is not like the best area to be. That's why it was a joke. Mm. Kyle, though, he was excited. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, okay, so if they give him like a ticket or something, or the ability to trade this, then yes. yes. It is a huge leap in value. Wow. So, so Kyle was excited, but Jeff made only one condition. The trade must be done in Yak. He had to go there to do the trade. So Kyle was kind of perplexed of what to do, because he said specifically he would go anywhere but Yak, British Columbia. But he already accepted this offer. So he was kind of at words. He was like, well, I don't want to be a liar and ruin my word. Ooh, Kyle, what are you going to do? So he sends a public statement to the people of Yak. Again, the population of 127 people. And he did a statement saying, during the show, he believes he was hypnotized by the host. (laughs) And he said, I was hypnotized to say Yak, British Columbia. It was not me. It it was all a joke. It It was a big joke. Um, but the thing is, the people of the hour was so entertained by the idea that, like, he was hypnotized into saying it. They, they, what they did is they went, they were going to film the whole trade happen and do a live hour special in Yak, British Columbia to show this trade. Showing them hypnotizing Kyle (laughs) to come to Yak, British Columbia. (laughs) So, so we got... The, the trip. It's all set in stone. The trade was going to happen. But here's the thing. You can't really just take a snowmobile up there with a regular car. You know, it's in the snow. And it's very hard to get up there. Um, so how in the world is he going to get the snowmobile to some of the co- coldest and desolate places of Canada? Well, lucky for him, he had another trade on the way. The whole time Kyle has been, like, on the air on TV... He's been wearing a friend's work shirt as a joke. One of the problem was it had the Centos logo, the uniform people. Oh, those freaking people! So this a actually bad feeling about this. This actually got word to Centos. Of course it did. And they were like, "We saw your logo on TV. A guy was wearing the Centos logo, and this could have had the possibility of getting Kyle in a little bit of legal trouble." But one of the head honchos named Bruno. Uh, he he contacted Kyle and was like, listen, I don't want to get this into like a legal biz, you know. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. Let's make a trade. Yeah, Bruno. I don't, yeah, Bruno says, I don't want to get you in legal trouble. I'm just going to blackmail you. <laughs> he has a loaded gun to his head. Frick you, Bruno. And frick Sintas. Screw those people. Trade it for a red paper clip back. <laughs> Why the freak would you get in legal hot water for advertising for free? <laughs> Pieces of crap. So in my perfect wait, I, I, I'm just saying That's another world. I'm just saying you might actually like this. Okay? okay. So what they do is he said I'm going to accept the trip to Yak. Okay. And, and you to trade, you are going to take one of our delivery vans. You are going to take my 1995 cube van 
which again was only like ten years old at the time. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was sixteen feet high. I had a diesel engine with two hundred thousand miles on it. Ooh. And I'm trading you that snowmobile for a giant delivery truck. And that way you can take that take the snowmobile up there and then you keep the truck. That's really awesome to me. But then he doesn't have the snowmobile to trade for the trip to Yak. Well, well he has well he's taking it all up to Yak. And the the Cintas man is at, has to go to Yak anyway because that's the trip he just traded. So everyone's going to Yak, British Columbia. So wait a minute. He traded. Oh wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait! I say he traded the trip to Yak for the truck, and he's delivering in the truck the snowmobile to trade to the guy who gave him the Yak trip. Uh, a, wait. Little, a little confusing. A little bit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he's retro trading. <laughs> yeah. He's retroactively trading his trip that he has not yet traded for. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Dang, um, this means I'm a wheeler and a dealer. <laughs> after the yak, stop this guy. After the yak trip, after the big TV special in Yak, British Columbia, um, what he did, he put it on the website. Um, he would drive anywhere in North America to trade this van, and it had a the van had a big Cintas logo on it. So he said he would get. I know the van. He said he would get rid of the logo, um, and he would even add a air freshener uh, at no charge. What a guy. <laughs> um, funny enough, he did not remove the Centos logo, even though he said he would. <laughs> he mm. did not do that. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a fun little little uh, stop there. A lot of TV, you know, a lot of TV spots, a lot of stuff going on. Kyle is now, he's actually, like, a lot of stuff's happening to this guy. His world is, is changing. Like, right now or in the story? In the, in the story right now. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not, Whirlwind. Yeah, it's not even been a year yet. And he's already, like, gone on TV plenty of times. Yeah. Now, February 22nd, 2006 now. Okay. The ninth trade took place in Ontario, Canada. This time with a Brandon who works at Metalworks Studios. This is a Canadian music studio who's worked with NSYNC, David Bowie, Tina Turner, Guns N' Roses, Christina Aguilera, Rush, Katy Perry, and so many more. What the crap. Big, big time records. When you said metalworks, I assumed you meant like aluminum printing. <laughs> I thought you meant like Vulcan. No, no, this is uh, all all music, my man. Now, what they did is they offered a recording contract for that van. <laughs> okay. This included 30 hours of recording time, 50 hours of mixing and post-production, Transportation to and from the studio anywhere in the entire world. Um, accommodations for your time here. And then your album that would be finished would be pitched to executives at Sony, BMG, and XM, Stu- and XM Radio. Woo. That's big. Woo! That's big. <laughs> That's big. That's huge. Um, and, uh, Is Kyle a singer? No, he's not. Is he a good singer? <laughs> no, he's, he's so, just a guy. Okay. <laughs> he was. Remember, Kyle was jobless. He had nothing. Yeah. Uh, what is he going to do with that? Oh, he can trade the... Fr- wait. Yeah, he can trade the contract. He can, can he? <laughs> is that tradable? Well, he did. Um, this was picked up around... What does he do? White, white out the freaking contract and have someone else sign yeah, well, it? They said well, whoever... You can take it, or someone you trade with can take it. Okay, okay, so that was a provision. So this is from February 22nd, and then he doesn't make a trade until April 11th next. Okay? Okay. So Kyle really took his time to decide who was going to get the recording contract. Mm -hmm. And he started to get lots of weird offers from people. People were giving up their virginity. (laughs) Um... Uh, Girl, you overvalue yourself. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, Get out of here. Human body parts. Mm. Um, someone did, as you said, trade their soul. Tried, tried of course to. They did. Tried to, and he didn't take it. But they were, they were not good enough for him. But mm. you can say you might. I want you to judge if this was a good one to take it for. Uh, Jody offered up one year of free rent in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, a fully functioned, fully furnished house. If you would like it to be fully furnished, plus. You would get round trip air f- airfare 
uh, for two anywhere in North America as a bonus. So one year of free rent in a fully furnished house in Phoenix, Arizona, and you also get airfare to anywhere you want. I don't think that's worth as much as the contract. Yeah. Because who's going to want that? Homeless people. What do they have to trade? Their souls. And you've already been given that. (laughs) You've already turned that down. Um... Uh, it was a du- it was part of a duplex, had one bed, one bath. It was a very good location. Mm. Uh, really, if Kyle wanted to, he could actually stop right here. He got a house. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, or he could become a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he could he's... buy like four houses if other pop stars or anything to, to uh, go by. But he. But the thing is, he didn't own the house. Yeah. This is this is rent. You know? Exactly. That's why I'm like, there's no way that's as valuable as a freaking signer. <laughs> and that's what he was working for. So what, what he decided he was going to put on the trade board, see if anyone wanted it, okay? So uh, that same month, April 26th, 2006. So like 15 days later. Oddly enough, he got an offer from the person who lives on the other side of the duplex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... She and she was just like, I'm just going to move my stuff into there and get a year's of free of rent if he picks my thing up. So what she offered was an afternoon with her boss. What? An afternoon with her boss. Who's her boss? God? Alice Cooper. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is she a secretary? Okay, at the time, Alice Cooper had a restaurant in Phoenix and it was called Cooper Town, I believe. Uh, and she worked there, and she 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 didn't even know if her she, her boss would do it. She would say, "Well, I have to talk to him first. I want to see if he would do it." And Alice, Alice Cooper was like, "Listen, if it's going to help you out that much. That's a big deal. I'm going to do it for you." And so what he decides to do is a good one. Is Alice Cooper invites Kyle on stage to one of his shows to announce the trade? Kyle came out. Holding a gigantic red paperclip, and him and Alice Cooper were both on stage holding it up into the in in front of the crowd. Everyone went nuts uh, because, like, oh my god, I gotta trade to get this Alex Cooper thing. That's awesome! Mm-hmm. Whoa! Um, it, it was another thing. It was all over the news. Uh, it was, and like, listen, all the notoriety it had it was like quadrupled now because Alice Cooper was now a part of it. Yeah. Okay, so. Man. So, yeah. Okay, that was a good trade. It was a fantastic trade. So, this one, again, this one took about a month later to find someone to trade with. Mm. Um, Now, next up, uh, he traded the afternoon with Alice Cooper to a rock and roll photographer. Uh, His name was Mark. Okay? Okay. And what he traded for was a motorized, light-up, kiss snow globe. What do you think about that? Oh, 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 wait. Why? Oh, give me a second. So wait. He traded. What? Okay, so what was the thing he got? He got. He went up with Alice, Alice Cooper. An afternoon with Alice Cooper. An afternoon, yes. You can do it. It would be any time. that for a, a, a motorized kiss snow globe. It also lights up. I don't care. <laughs> it was probably worth twenty five bucks when it when it came out. It's like it's like if it wasn't for his notoriety, this guy's not a businessman. He's taking four steps forward and three hundred steps back. Don't worry, it all works out in the end. How his popularity? This dude's okay. so lucky. Okay, so I'm so angry. A lot of people were just like you. They were mad. They were so mad. Why would he make that trade? They were like screaming at him. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Why? And like all the blog posts, they were like, people were like, listen, you are the dumbest person in the world for doing that. Can't believe you. Um, but he said, and here's the thing. He, Mark did not come to him to do the trade. Kyle went to Mark to do the trade. He wanted to get something from this collector. And he wanted that snow globe. Weird. Because 
he actually did some research of several people who have different collections, celebrities who have collections, and he remembered one celebrity <laughs> who had an extensive snow globe collection. Did he check to see that this celebrity did not have this particular snow globe? No. Bad idea. He was betting it all. Really was. Yeah. He he's gonna go home with literally nothing. He's out of paperclip, and that's <laughs> and that's Corbin Bernstein sign. Corbin Bernstein. Don't even know who that is. He's a, the, a director, and he's an actor famous for his work on L.A. Law. <laughs> not very famous, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Trenton doesn't know it, you are not famous. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle this time offered to trade him the snow globe and Corbin, he took photos of it and Corbin said, not only have I never seen the snow globe, I don't want it. I need it. I need the snow globe. (laughs) And he might have one of the biggest snow globe collections in the world. Yeah. Um, it was, it was very, very big. And so, so what he did is Corbin offered a speaking role in the next movie he is directing. Uh, okay. Uh, for the snow globe. Now, funnily enough, I think that's less than the uh, music contract. And yes. That was like four trades ago. Exactly. The, the recording contract was a very bit, very big one there. Huge. Okay. So, what I'm about to tell you is the 14th trade, and it is the final trade. Okay. Okay. This... Uh, th- wow, I'm nervous. Okay. This trade was made on the day, on the day he started this. So one full year of trading. It ended here. Okay. Anniversary. So he was given what he dreamed of since the start. He was offered a house in Kipling, Saskatchewan, Canada. It was a two-story house, three bed, two bath. Okay. That's not all he got though. For this trade. He was also given from the... This is all from the city itself. The city is giving it to him. The city really wants a speaking role yeah. in, in, in uh, <laughs> Corbin's next movie. <laughs> <laughs> and where does it take place? Kipling, Saskatchewan. Got him! <laughs> so, two-story two story house, three-bed, two-bath. $200 to spend at any local business in Kipling. That seems like peanuts compared to the rest of the deal. He was given the key to the city. What? He was beca- he became mayor for a day, Kyle, and he got a local holiday made called Red Paperclip Day, which every single person in the in the town are supposed to put a, like a little red paperclip on their lapel uh, on that day, and they also uh, told him they would erect. The world's largest <laughs> red paperclip sta- as a statue <laughs> okay. on his lawn. And Kyle, because he's not an idiot, he said yes to that on the spot. Good. And he got... And, and what they did is they held a giant festival, a competition, um, to see who would get the speaking role. Corbin was there. And also the city paid to have every single person who traded with Kyle at the event... Uh, Why is the city being so nice? Because it was national news at this time. Like, like it was like a little, like, 15 minutes of fame. Like, this guy is trading all this stuff. I didn't hear about it because I was a little baby at the time, uh, as as you were. We were focused more on spelling at the time to really pay yeah. attention to Kyle. Funnily enough, didn't hear about this. I heard about, when I was a kid, actually probably around the age this was, mm-hmm. there were people that traded, like, a red Solo cup into, like, a car. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, there's there's lots of different red paperclip uh, red paperclip challenges. This is the red paper. Clip. This is the first one, right? This was the first person who decided to do it. Um, so yeah, Kyle, a jobless nobody. What he was able to do is he was able to a uh, trade a red paperclip for a house in fourteen trades in a year, um, and he's been living there ever since. I mean, yeah, wouldn't you? Now, I promised uh, when I started this, okay? I, I was like, listen, if I can get through all of this within an hour, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. 
I'm just going to leave this little modern day, you know, fairy tale as is. In fact, they were actually going to make a movie about Red Paperclip. He had a book made about the Red Paperclip experience. Uh, he's he's like the most well known thing he's ever done. You know? Are you about to tell me he went off the deep end and started doing racist rants and created a cult and? Daggummit. Well, well, okay. No. Kyle, no. Okay, so I went to his blog, the Red Paperclip blog. It's, okay. That's a tame space. It's just like news about the Red Paperclip if anything else comes up from it. Um, and it's an archive of all the Craigslist posts and stuff. Um, so, like, that's nice. And, and what I found was his YouTube channel connected to it. Mm. And the YouTube channel, I, I looked at it because they actually had some videos of trades happening. And I was like, well, that, okay, that would be a good thing to see to help with research. Yes. And then I found some stuff on there that was I was very confused by. Um, so I found two remix albums on there. And they're remix albums about Flat Earth and, like, like 30 minutes. And, they're, and like, it, it includes, like, a little character which is Pepe the Frog that looks like a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was very confused about. I knew Pepe would come back. Pepe. I think it was Fefe or something like that. Fefe. Flat. flat. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's, it's, I know the acronym. I don't know what what it says, but it's, the acronym means flat earthers are everywhere. I think that was the acronym. And that's what they call the penguin. Are everywhere. Flat. F. Fair. Fair. So that was like. No, fear. Fear? 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 <laughs> Flat earthers are. Everywhere. It's an E. Feary. Fear. Fair. Fair. Anyway. Fair. <laughs> that's the penguin's name. It reminds me of the guy from Zatchabelle. What's his name? I don't know. Wait, no. Uh, 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 something. It's something fulgore. Fulgore. I think, yeah. Invincible fulgore. I forgot his, I think that was his name. Um, so I was very confused by this because I didn't know if it was like a joke that I wasn't getting or, okay, well, it, or no. if he was being serious. Hold on. Yes. I am offended that when I said racist rants and created a cult that you were like, uh, Flat Earth is not. Okay, Flat Earth... Flat Earth is not okay, listen, comparable. You, listen, you can believe in Flat Earth if you want, okay? Even, like, we have all the scientists and stuff. It's a conspiracy theory, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, conspiracy theories and cults a little bit go in hand in hand. A little bit. Sure. Um, it's believing in a little way of life and living, you know? I personally, like, don't really call it a cult unless yeah. it's, like, damn, like, hurt somebody or a group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, listen, if, if you believe in Flat Earth, like, and if that was all I had to say, he also believes in Flat Earth. It's like, whatever. Okay? Like, I wouldn't call spirit science a cult. It's it doesn't, crazy, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't hurt anybody. It, it doesn't. Right. right. So, but this that's not the thing that he did that was, I, I'm, I'm saying that it's kind of like, that's, right, I don't right, really right. like that. Right. Um... But I it it piqued my interest, like why? And I want to know if he was a flat earther and enough to like post about it on YouTube. Because mm. I listened to some of the, the you know the flat earth jams; they're weird, um, and they're they're but they're on your playlist. Now. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it it led me to like go a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I found his Daily Motion account. Which... Oh, buddy, you just cut <laughs> gold. <laughs> and that. Like, like that one was a big discovery. Okay. If you find someone's Daily Motion account, you might as well put them <laughs> on the blacklist because they are hiding from someone. Yes, there's a reason they're not on his YouTube channel. <laughs> Daily Motion is the black market of videos. Um, so there is one video on there that I saw, which I was like, "What is this?" And it was one one of the people who built the Hubble telescopes went on America's Got Talent. Yeah. And uh, what he did, it was as a joke, he's a very old man, he sang, let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, <laughs> which was very funny. That is funny. But as soon as he starts singing it, they, he has like pictures of astronauts falling over in space and stuff, and the thing is called like, Flat Earth, hashtag 666, and like, what is this? Uh, this, uh, is, this is a little scary. And then, 
Wait, he was editing in. He, he like pictures of astronauts falling over and space and stuff. Uh-huh. It probably made sense to him. I, I I can't make sense of of the photos and videos because I'm like I really don't know what he's trying to say. Because okay. to me, it wasn't saying anything. Right. Because I you know I don't know. I don't have the real brain. How old is this guy again? He's like 24. Did you say uh, he was like 20? So this is like now he's he's doing this like four like three years ago now okay. when he started posting about that stuff. So he's probably in his 30s. He, he 30s or no he was like 26 when it started in 2005 yeah so yeah so 15 years 15 years so he's so like yeah he's 40 yeah he's around 40 now um and so man i was like well this is weird but i still don't know if this is like a joke or if he's actually believing it right and i found something that proves that he <laughs> believes it 100 percent. okay it's an 18 minute video i watched the whole thing <laughs> Yeah, the title was, uh, I believe, I Believe in Flat Earth. I, well, no, it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was. It, it's all all caps and kind of kind of mean-spirited. Mm. Um, and what he did was there was an astronaut that was being, that was being, like, honored at this museum, right? Mm. He was coming for a conference and there was people lining up to see him. What he did is he made these gigantic signs and banners right outside the museum and it says, like, there's a picture of, like, an astronaut on, on the moon. It says, fake AF. Uh, it has the guy's name on it. And he said, he's a fraud. Space isn't real is another one on there. Space isn't real? He doesn't believe there is any space. He says, space is an illusion like a magic trick. It never existed, and it will never exist. And uh... And he's, like, on the street... Like a crazy person screaming at people saying, "It's not real." You know, your you know your 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 sons and daughters are going to laugh at you for believing you. We lived on a round earth thing in the sky around stars, you idiots! And like they're like looking at him. They're like, "What does he think stars are?" I don't know. What does he think they are? The astral dimension? I I didn't leading go, through. Well, one of the things is anytime anyone asked any question, because he filmed anyone that day, he had a camera in their face recording it. And be like, yeah, yeah, say it, say it for the camera. All right, let me just film you right here. Um, and and then and if there was no one there, he was just talking to the camera, being really smart about it. Because like, listen, listen, if I listen, if you told me like six months ago, I'd be out here protesting this thing. Like, I would believe you're crazy. But I read some stuff on Google that was really informative, and now I'm I'm I have to do this. I I have to do this. Um, he was touched by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Whispered in his ears. <laughs> yeah, he was. One of the things he one, said to this... One look at this man's mind and you know he's the next great prophet. <laughs> you know his mind is holy. Um, <laughs> there's a guy who was, it was like, so, listen. So, here's the thing, okay? The sun, okay? Mm. The sun goes across the earth at a curve. And then the moon comes up afterwards, like over there. What's on the bottom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, should, should have said that. Um, what is it? Just a, a void? He said, oh, it, "Oh, the shadow dimension from Yu-Gi-Oh." <laughs> I know it. It's the graveyard. Well, he said the Earth is ever expanding. Whoa. Okay, that's kind of cool. Which, like, it's it's all it just keeps going on. And I'm like, Ooh, is he saying that the Earth? Is relative to the universe, and as the universe expands, the Earth expands. Yeah, I, I really don't know because I maybe be cool. maybe he's just like no one's been out that far, but I mean we would <laughs> be that far. Yep. I I mean just uh, if that's the case, I mean just if you just went far enough in one direction, you would find literally nothing. But has he been in a plane? <laughs> <laughs> he had to be. He like. Right? He was all over the place for this red paperclip thing. He was all over the place. Yeah. You can see the curve if you, on a plane. I'm just saying, yes. So if he flew off, first of all, I don't... I just... If that's the case, yeah. if he flew far enough, he would just see nothing. And yeah. he would never see anything again. It would yeah. just be Earth as it is. Yeah. But... It, it, he has money, right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. But he, well, he's just living in the house. Yeah, he's just a normal guy. At he's this just point. a normal guy at this point. Hmm. 
So maybe he doesn't have the money to just travel the world. But... He's he's known. He's like a guy, you know. I'm just saying. He was in a commercial for MasterCard once. If you got flat earthers, literally just get a small like plane that can travel yeah. the globe. Get a pilot, hire a pilot, and let yeah. them sit in the cockpit. Just go in a straight freaking line until yeah. you make it back to the place you lifted off from. Yeah. Or or another thing here. Well, he, they cannot disprove that. Well, he he doesn't believe space is real. So what's at the edge of the? What's at the edge? Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna go off? Exactly. To? I've never I've never heard anyone just say space isn't real. Yeah. Because I, I, I a lot of flat earthers like the like what I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, they believe space is real. They just think it's flat. Right. I've but heard the Arctic some, walls. I've around. certainly heard some interesting theories about flat Earth. Yeah. None of them. Make, <laughs> none of them make a lot of sense. But <laughs> no, none of them included no space. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The other ones actually kind of made some sense. Yeah. See, I think I think if you just have a limited worldview, you can believe in the flat Earth thing because you are you, the per, you only know as much as you know. You can't grow if you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't grow no much. What, what was that much. guy's name? Tawana Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. So I can see that, but he's been around. He's seen things. But then again, Shaq's, Shaq's a flat earther. If you didn't know, who Shaq? Shaq. Oh, yeah, love that guy. Yeah, and he, I know he's been everywhere. So who knows? Well, the thing about him is he is tall enough to see the end. <laughs> so he he, he, sees, he sees a lot right. more than we. Yeah, they are right. He sees a lot more than we. We're just do. not tall enough. Our Christ consciousness is not high enough. <laughs> we, we finally reached that fifteen meter goal. <laughs> um, finally become a titan. But yeah, so get a get yourself like a little you know toy plane, not a, a, a toy rocket, right? Mm. Get a toy rocket, and then you can shoot it. Up into space because they do that and put a GoPro on it. Eventually, you'll go up enough to see like a little bit. You can get a live feed from the freaking thing. Exactly, and you can actually get someone to shoot something up there with a live feed, and you can be there for the entire process, and you would see. Oh yeah, there is thing. how freaking curved it is. Yeah, yeah. and because it, it, it can't be flat, it could be a bow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that would be the most realistic explanation is if it's just a literal banana. <laughs> You know, that would make more sense. <laughs> you know, you're right. You know, you're right. Big banana. That's big what we, banana. We should start pushing big banana. <laughs> it's the halo ring. <laughs> so. um, but, yeah, so, a guy, but anyway, a, a guy was like, there's a curve. You see, there's a curve where the sun goes. And he's like showing, like, that's that proves where it goes in a circle. Because mm. the sun comes up in a circle. Mm. Um, and he says, no, the sun goes away it just goes away it goes it goes to the left and it stays there and then eventually a rubber band itself around and then go back in the straight line again which i'm like hmm? but it doesn't go in a straight line you see it leave in a curve in fact if it did go in a straight line that would kind of prove that the earth was round yeah because eventually you wouldn't see it over yeah. the horizon if it was flat you'd always see it for miles going that way yeah yeah. Um. All right, Kyle. <laughs> but the thing is, again, I really don't care what he believes. I mean, but, yeah. but he's out while while there's an astronaut there screaming, "He's a fraud!" He's being annoying. He's, yeah, it's very annoying. And he and they. But another thing, if it was a if it, if it was a different person, right, who yeah. just looked the same, sounded the same, a guy even asked for his Twitter as a joke, and he said, "One red paperclip." <laughs> The thing is, like, he had a couple people that were like, "Yeah, I'm actually a flat earther too," and he, and then they had a little connection. Mm. But like, the thing is, another thing he did on his on his Daily Motion that really made me mad, he made like the song another flat earth song and put it on his Daily Motion. But this is how it started: there was a woman who was selling art on the side of the road, and she did a picture of the Earth. She did a big round picture, and she said, "Oh yeah, I love that one. I love that one. I did. Please, please uh, treat it treat it right. I like that one." And he said, "Of course." And he goes. Pfft treat it right he set it on fire in his backyard and then he ran over it with his bike and then he buried the ashes into the ground <laughs> and then it just repeats over and over again it's like <laughs> it's like dude what the heck she did nothing to you Jeez. what are you why are you doing it this way i don't want to follow you Really, only flat earthers are gonna like his content now. I think even some, a lot of them probably think he's crazy. Yeah, because they're like, "Why would you do it like that? You're making us look insane." Yeah. Um, 
uh, I think there are plenty of flat earthers that are totally fine, not stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're dumb. I, think, I don't think Shaq is dumb. I think B.O.B. was a rapper, too. And, yeah, and I remember, I remember he had a, a confrontation on Twitter with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he did. Listen, I'm just saying, don't fight with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Just accept what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart guy. He knows yeah. a lot. But... but he's in on it. He's in on it. He is in on he's it. He's in on the magic trick. They know space isn't real. You should have seen him freaking... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the idea of him doing this. But, you should have seen him in his colossal spirit form. Uh, <laughs> doing the card tricks with the planets. <laughs> okay. We grabbed Jupiter and went, it's gone. <laughs> but, but like another thing, right, is like... Okay, so he also said we're living in the Matrix a little bit in the in the, in the the protest. Like, okay, well that's true. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't prove that. You can't dis... I mean, sorry, you can't disprove or prove it. Right. So it might as well be real. I'm just going to say he's right. But, um... But the thing is, we have, like, now, with SpaceX, we have people, regular people, well, mm. regular as in they're rich, they're, but, like, still. Right. Like, people are now going into space and seeing it a little bit. So, those people who are taking selfies up there, you know the rich elite is going to, like, take selfies up there. Yeah. That, uh, like, it's... They're get- also in on it. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Like, like, listen, before you get in this and before you, like, tell the truth, I mean, like, like we know about... Everything now with the internet. If it was fake, we'd know by now. Uh, yes, yes, and no. Because think about just as an example, DMCA. DMCA tap dance. Yeah, look at the fact that like if you search up anything on Google, you scroll to the bottom of the page, and it'll say seven results have been removed from this page. Yeah. You don't. You don't know that those sites actually violated anything because they don't have to tell you <laughs> anything. But did you ask Quora? No. <laughs> Dang it! You got me. What about Snopes? It's true. You can't can't touch that. There are. If I, I think, go to Snopes and say, "Is space real?" It says yes. I mean, listen, God's on my side at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just I, I do think it's uh, it's easier than people. I think people would like to believe that there's nothing being kept from them. Yeah, you know what I mean. They would like to believe that the wool is not being pulled over. I'm their not eyes. saying I, I'm being decepted by everything, mm. but when it comes to space being real, I'm pretty firmly I'm in firmly the into space, space real being camp. real. Yeah, yeah, but like the, but there are also people that on the opposite side of the coin want to believe that they see what other people don't. Yeah. I mean, and that's why you get conspiracy theorists. Now, I fall somewhere in the middle. Don't you call me a freaking fence sitter. <laughs> I don't believe it's sitting on the daggum Somewhere fence. in the middle. So, we're a half earth? Like, we're a half, like no, a half circle. <laughs> no. I just, I, I believe there are plenty of things being kept from us. I just yeah. don't know what they are. But you, you think I mean? round earth is, I, is true? Yes, I think I think the earth is round. You got the, you got it here first, everyone. For, for the record, yes. I'm very sorry, uh, Flat Earthers, but this is now a round, a round Earth podcast. Uh, uh, but uh, if there are any uh, hot Flat Earther gals out there, I could be convinced. <laughs> so <laughs> Make some good you know, points. Don't, don't count me out. <laughs> Make some good points. Rub my back a little bit. You got me in the palm of your but, hand. Yeah. I'm putty. Kyle is now known as like the one red paperclip guy. Yeah. And maybe like in the like when you get to that point, you, you get like kind of a little crazy when people have all these eyes on you, and then I think that's that, facts. Yeah. Yes. And the, so people just cr- get crushed under that pressure. Yeah. And I've, I've said it before. I think humans are meant for village life. Yeah. I believe it. Village so like life? like knowing like a hundred people or so. But we've kind of turned ourselves into like these mass media creations and people that are like. Like celebrities, yeah. Golly, they can't go to freaking Waterburger without being swarmed. Yeah, it's same, crazy. Same with me. They they point at me and they they you're the guy from that podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of like getting a groundswell here and uh, yeah. Like everyone, everyone's like looking for my signature and like, listen, calm down, calm down. And I just and I have this weird like tinge in the back of my neck where if I if they keep doing this, I'm going to end up. Being a flat earther. <laughs> it's true. You can feel the cracks in your carapace. Yeah. Like every night when I dream, I just dream the earth being cut asunder. 
and then Mother Earth crying in my arms. You wake up in a sweat and you realize you can't see the curve anymore. Yeah, I go. I, I myself look up in the night sky and the and the stars have vanished. Oh, it's so scary. It happens I, to me too, man. I became too famous. Yeah, space isn't real. You can hear those red eyes in the bushes when you look out your window at night. They're whispering about flat Earth. Yeah, Abe Lincoln comes to me in my sleep. He said, "I never died. I can't die." <laughs> can't die. <laughs> no, Kill me! <laughs> he screams. Take my hand, young sir, and I will show you what you can trade a red paperclip for. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this world's scary. Yeah. Man, I wish I had my own How much utopia. time do you have? I don't know. I turn that on. It's your code. Wait, I know your code. I got two minutes and 27 seconds left. So you better sit down and enjoy it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, what I, what I was saying a little bit was just like, I don't know how I would feel being the one red paper clip guy. Well, I wouldn't be. See, okay. Well, I, I could see myself doing the trading. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I don't believe in like shouting your anything on the roadside. Yeah. That's just annoying. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm just saying, if he never even did the flatter thing, I'm very interested. Like the Numa Numa guy, like you know, oh, yeah. yeah, Gary, yeah. yeah. Um, the Tron guy, Chocolate Rain guy. There's a lot of guys on, on the, yeah, guys have a, a lot of guys on the internet, mm. and it's weird when you have like this stuff that happened Sorry. kind of before social media and stuff, where we have people who kind of had their 15 minutes of fame and then just can't get any more famous than that. They right. just become kind of a dude. I feel like that would break some psyches, and I, I don't know if this flat earth thing was a thing. He well, he didn't believe it. He did not believe it. Until, like, way later. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a thing where he just, just subconsciously, he's, like, trying to get back out there with something. And he believes he's going to be, like, the new person speaking the truth. I think you have never been more right about something. Yeah. That sounds very accurate. Because, yeah, if if you want to get popular again, he was drunk on the fame. Yeah. You know, I bet he enjoyed it very much. Uh, And then once he realized that his fame was over. He couldn't get it anymore. How does he do it? Better to be notorious yeah. than nobody. Listen, you either die a hero or stay long well, enough to become, become a villain. villain. Yeah. Um, it's true. It's facts. There was another thing um, What he did, though, like right after the run paperclip thing. Mm. The, wo- the woman who got the recording contract, him and a couple other people, there was like this grocery store that was going out of business. And what they did is they bought every single item in the grocery store. Uh, and then after that, like they they sold anything they, they to anyone who wanted it, and then the grocery store was able to stay in business. And that was like right afterwards. That's cool. But that was actually really hard for me to find news about that. So and I, and I know that at that time was going to be the next thing. And there's also another project like after the one red paper clip mm. where he found like this picture of this old band, and he wanted to know. The opposite of Mensa called, and you know what they said? They want their stupid boy back. I'm tired of this alarm. They want their dummy, dummy, little stupid head. You're a dummy, dummy, stupid head. So stop talking. You stop talking. Go back to the opposite of Mensa. You go back to the opposite of Mensa. What the hell? You ruined my recording. <sighs> anyway. I know you listen to that at night because you want to hear my voice. It does help me calm me down during fever dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when he wants me to burp him. Anyway, he just listens to that. So Trent, I hope this episode taught you the value of trading, and something very small. You know what we should can, do can lead to very big. Legitimately, at our job, what? Let's get, let's get a, a trading thing going on. Yeah. You know how fun that would be. I mean, it, it sounds very fun. What about like? Let's get some. Should we say the name of our company? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you dare. We both work somewhere, but you can't know where because, like I said, the groundswell S- of attention. Spoiler alert, we work somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We work hard, I tell you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, flop it's boxing. Like one of our few off days. Yeah, in our big like hologram sky fortress. Yeah. That's where we currently work. Yeah, maybe one day when we have personal <laughs> bodyguards, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you where we work. But until then... We can barely get a burger without... I mean, until then, you know, it does sound fun, right? So why yeah. not trade that camera right there for this nice ballpoint pen? I'm still not... No. <laughs> I'm still not making that trade. What was the whole point of this whole... What's the whole point of this? You can't... You Give can't me have the camera! Get out of the camera! <laughs> All right, anyway... <laughs>
I'm going to watch my bird. He got scared. He tried to fight me. Immediately I fought back. Now he's afraid. He's trembling in my arms. This has been I'll Give You an Hour. Submit! I just crap. Oh, jeez. If you get me, I'm currently gushing blood on the side of this rock. This rock. We do this in a quarry. <laughs> That's where we record. You can only get sound like this in our mind. What do they need to do to get you? If you, if you need to, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to I'll give you an hour at gmail.com. And we'll read that. <laughs> Stop reaching for the camera. Jeez. Why am I the violent one? Like, I'm not violent. <laughs> you make me do it. Where can they... Uh, what they need to do to you, Trent? <laughs> if you, you want to find me, I'm going to be setting up a phalanx formation around my freaking camera because Garrett wants it so bad. Stop it! <laughs> he wants it so bad. Anyway. Also... Where can they find you? Bleeding. Oh, right. Forgot about that. Still doing it. Anyway. Uh, plot twist. It's your camera. It <laughs> it's not, not even mine. It's a joke. It was a total, it a total joke. He is bleeding. <laughs> anyway. Goodbye. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Ow. 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 Ow.